right, welcome to Sunspot Scene, episode 15. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Jables Latori, uh, and today uh, I'm by myself. Uh, I don't have the Kung Pao 3 with me. Um, Matt actually left for the Air Force today, so, uh, you know, we are down uh, one Kung Pao 3 member uh, for quite a while now, at least until he comes back um, from basic and, and whatnot, so... Uh, things are going to be a little different around here for the Sunspot Scene podcast. I don't want to change too much as far as format, but I do want to have Moises on all the time, so he's going to be with me. But uh, today is a little bit off-kiltered and a little bit more uncut just with me today. Um, you know, and uh, I, I do want to talk about a lot of stuff involving the film, but I do want to uh, reassure that uh, not a lot is going to be changing here. It's just going to be one less person. Um, we do want to continue adding to the, to, to the show. Uh, I have a lot of ideas personally, uh, about, um, new segments and, and fun new stuff to be doing. So that will be coming pretty soon. Hopefully, um, it also just depends on my work and school schedule cause I do have a life outside of this. So <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. Um, but I do have a lot of stuff that I do want to unveil here and, and actually try out and, um, you know, make this a little bit more personal and a little bit more fun. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But today, uh, I did have a couple things I wanted to talk about, uh, real quick. And I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but that being said, let's just get into it. Uh, I, I, I had a, a couple of things jogging through my mind that I just needed to put out there to the world. So first one being, um, I wanted to talk about the Oscars real quick. I watched the Oscars super late. Um, when they uploaded onto the CBS app, uh, and I watched that, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a cord cutter, so I don't watch live television unless it's like sports or football or, you know, whatever, Super Bowl and stuff like that. So, uh, I waited until they unveiled, uh, it at the CBS, uh, on the CBS app so I could watch it without commercials, but, you know, nowadays with streaming services, uh, everything has commercials, so, you know, I didn't really escape that anyway, but, uh, the Oscars, um... It was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel again. Uh, there were some notable winners that made me really happy. Uh, Jordan Peele, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water for Best Picture. I thought that was amazing. Um, Jordan Peele definitely deserved it. I'm so happy for him. Congratulations, Jordan. Uh, I doubt you listened to this, but congratulations to Jordan Peele for winning, uh, you know, uh, most original screenplay, original screen, best original screenplay, or something like that. Um, and then Guillermo del Toro for best director. That was awesome. Um, there were some notable things that I thought should have won, like Baby Driver for sound editing and stuff like that. But um, I did enjoy the Oscars, and for the most part, I did feel that the people who won deserve to win, um, especially the best actress. I, I just recently saw Three Billboards. Uh, forgive me, but her name escapes me, uh, the, the main actress in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. She was fantastic in that movie, great acting. Um, <clears throat> I do also think that uh, the uh, the uh, supporting actor should have gone to the guy from Shape of Water, the guy who was in Step Brothers and all that kind of stuff. I forget his name, too. I'm sorry. But uh, great, you know, great showing. Uh, I enjoyed all the funniness that you know, Jimmy Kimmel brings, I love his, you know, him as a host, he was great last year, uh, even with that whole La La Land, uh, Moonlight mix-up, whatever, but, uh, I did enjoy the Oscars, and, um, hopefully, you know, someday, it's a dream of mine to, you know, 
possibly being, you know, recognized at the Oscars. That'd be, it's, it's a big dream of mine. I don't want to get my hopes up or anything, but, you know, that, that would be, uh, that'd be pretty awesome. And so, uh, you know, congratulations to all the winners and, you know, uh, you know, it's the best, it's, it, to me, the Oscars, when it comes around, is the celebration of great filmmaking and, and movies, and, uh, the Oscars mean a lot to me as a, as a movie lover and as a, you know, movie fan and, you know, hopeful into the industry, so, uh, those of you who didn't watch it, whatever, you know, you missed out, sort of, you know, it is what it is, but go watch the movies, you know, check the lists, I still haven't watched all of them, check the lists online and, and watch the films that were nominated. What I like to do, actually, after all the um, the the awards are given out and stuff, is I like to actually go and look at all the stuff that I didn't watch and try to watch it. But uh, most specifically, it was documentaries. I always try to go and watch some documentaries. I watched a good one last year. I think it was called Cartel Land or something like that. It was a really interesting documentary that was nominated for an Oscar. <clears throat> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, go, you know, go check the lists and, and check out some of the performance that were being, you know... Uh, recognized and, 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 you know, stuff like that. So that's all I had to say about the Oscars. I enjoyed the Oscars. Uh, I always enjoy the Oscars. I didn't go to an Oscar party, which sucks, but I, I did go a couple years ago. It was really fun. But uh, moving on, uh, second thing I wanted to talk about was the Avengers Infinity War trailer that just was unveiled not too long ago. Um, man... I am extremely excited. I don't want to spoil this trailer because this one definitely was revealing, and I know my dad listens to these before he posts them, so I'm not going to reveal too much so he doesn't get mad at me. So, um, it, it was just, it's a cultivation of all the hype from throughout the years, of ten years uh, of, of Marvel movies that I have painstakingly, not painstakingly, uh, enjoyably watched, you know, almost my entire, you know, half of my life, you know, so I, you know, I'm 21, 10 years of my life I've been watching these movies, it's, it's crazy, um, but, uh, I, it was just so amazing to see what's coming up, because, you know, I, I go back and watch a lot of Marvel movies all the time. I, I recently just watched Thor again. Um, and to see how far it's come and how all these people are actually still involved from the beginning. Robert Downey Jr., you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really interesting to see, you know, what they're going to be doing with it next. And I'm extremely excited to see what they uh, what they do with this film. And I'm kind of worried, to be honest, because some of the imagery in this trailer is pretty damning and scary to, you know, people who love these heroes, so we'll see, uh, but, uh, I think it's April 26th or 7th, 27th, I think, when it comes out, so be on the ready for Avengers Infinity War and our review at the Sunspot Scene podcast, so, uh, that would be, actually, you know, I think I'm, I'm gonna try to get my dad to come on and review it with me, um, here instead, so he doesn't post it on his podcast so I can, you know, steal a little bit of your listenership away from him. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's it for Avengers. I, I don't want to go too deep into it because, you know, I do want people to see the trailer and, and I have watched the trailer like four times, so, uh, I could talk about it all day. But, um, third thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this is getting more into my reviews. So, um, I did want to review a couple of shows that I watched on Netflix 
everybody can go watch now if you have a Netflix subscription. So uh, I do want to you know, warn people from here on out, from here to probably to the end of the episode. Spoilers, spoilers, uh, spoilers. Uh, danger ahead, Will Robinson. So um, <clears throat> getting into it, first thing I wanted to, to, to review uh, was actually a movie that was a Netflix original movie um, called Mute, which uh, was... A sci-fi. Uh, it, it was it was kind of, kind of branded as a. Um, uh, how do I explain it? How a um, Blade Runner esque type film, uh, noirish type futuristic you know sci-fi film. Uh, this film stars Alexander Skarsgård, Paul Rudd, and Justin Theroux, um, and it's directed by Duncan Jones, who did a great movie. Uh, by the by, the name of Moon, starring um, Oscar winner now. Uh, man, what's his name? That's gonna kill me. Hold on, I'm gonna type it in real quick. Um, Oscar winner Sam Rockwell. There it is. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. He just won an Oscar too. So hearkening back to the Oscars. Um, anyway, but Moon, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Mute is essentially a continuation of Moon. It's in the same. Um, universe, uh, I guess, as Moon. Same world, same sort of timeline. Uh, but it is essentially a story about a Amish mute who has a girlfriend in sort of uh, the futuristic Germany, uh, not-too-distant futuristic Germany, um, where his, his girlfriend goes missing, and so he so, sort of has to investigate uh, her disappearance. And, you know, uh, it, it's pretty decent acting, I would say, by Alexander Skarsgård uh, for a mute character. It was interesting to see him kind of go through that. But uh, a really, really interesting role for Justin Theroux and Paul Rudd, uh, which really sort of kind of intrigued me as far as, you know, the the, the, the movie goes. So uh, Paul Rudd plays sort of the bad guy. Um, he plays this dad character who he sort of gets typecast in. But um, he plays a kind of a veteran war deserter from the U.S. who's kind of stuck here trying to get out of Germany. Um, but he... I don't want to ruin the reveal, but he is essentially the, the antagonist in this movie uh, that I did not see coming, uh, which Paul Rudd did a pretty decent job at playing. Uh, the movie's not... It's not amazing, and it's not as good as Moon. Um, Duncan Jones... I think is definitely a, a director to watch. Uh, he, he definitely has some artistic skill that, you know, I, I, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do next after this movie, especially. Um, but you know, Warcraft was, eh, and I personally love moon, but <clears throat> we'll see what he does next with, uh, with, with, you know, his film career. So in terms of ratings, I don't like to do ratings by myself, but I will give this a rating. It was probably like a, uh, like a solid 2.8 out of 5. It wasn't amazing, but it was intriguing enough for me to finish the movie and actually um, want to talk about it. So, I mean, that obviously means something. So, uh, go check out Mute on Netflix. It was a really interesting movie and great world building, I thought, you know, by the by the director, Duncan Jones. So, um, you know, go definitely check out Mute. Uh, so the second one, second uh, review I wanted to talk about was uh, about a show, also on Netflix, uh, which is sort of in the same, I guess, vein as um, Mute, where it's a sci-fi, distant future kind of story. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's called uh, Altered Carbon. 
and it's uh, the by the creator Lieta Calogritis. I am extremely sorry if I butchered your name, which I probably did. Uh, but this story is one of the most interesting concepts I've seen in a TV show in a really long time. Um, it is um, essentially a story about um, this... In the future, they have these things called stacks. And stacks are you, essentially, your soul, your personality. And you they put a stack in your head, in your, like, kind of spinal column when you're born, and your personality is saved on there. So your body can actually die, but they can still save your stack and uh, transfer it into other bodies, I guess. So into another, uh, you know, vessel. So you're, 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 you can actually live, like, multiple lives, and, like, the super rich have this ability to where they can just, you know, never die. And so, um, essentially in the story, uh, it's very detective-esque. There's a murder involved of a rich person who hires this ex-con to investigate his death, but he's still alive, which is really interesting. But, uh, in, in general, I, um, I think this was definitely an interesting concept to go into a sci-fi TV show, and, and they, it was executed fairly well. I, I enjoy Joel Kinnaman, who was, you know, uh, you know, a decent actor in the in the show. Uh, there was um, really good action. Action set pieces were fun because it's futuristic. There's some really interesting stuff on like drugs and like technology and stuff like that that was really interesting to watch. Uh, overall, um, I, I would definitely if I were to give it a rating, it'd probably be like, uh, like a three, like a solid, solid three. Like, you know, if I had to give it a letter grade, like a C, like a, um, but it, it was, it was definitely fun to watch. And I actually have been interested to actually go back and watch it again, uh, just to maybe soak it up a little bit more. Cause the world is so rich and, and there is a, a possibility for continuation if it's, if it's, uh, hailed well and, you know, reviewed well, but, uh, definitely go check out altered carbon on Netflix. Uh, a, you know, three out of five sunspot rated show. So go check that out. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is probably going to be the longest part of today's episode of the sunspot scene podcast. Uh, and I wanted to talk about Jessica Jones season two. I just finished it today. Um, this was the thing that actually made me kind of want to record the podcast, but, uh, Jessica Jones season two, uh, I'm going to spoil it. So just be careful. Uh, tread lightly right here. This is definitely going to be a spoiler-heavy review of Jessica Jones season two, but I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was not as good as the first season, but still very very good, intriguing TV. Um, th- this uh, this season definitely kind of had um, trouble starting. I is where I would start it off as it just it was very slow at least like the first four or five episodes I thought were just kind of, they kind of dragged, uh, you're introduced into a new case that Jessica's sort of going to follow, which is basically her origin and how she got her powers and her parents and, and stuff like that. And what actually happened to her and, and, you know, how she became who she is, which is like, you know, a big missing chunk of, of what we actually have of Jessica, um, as a character, so, you know, how did she get her powers, how did she get her abilities, what, what happened to her parents, we know she, they died, and whatnot, but, uh, it was, um, it was definitely a, a slow start, and hard to kind of watch towards the beginning of the season, but that being said, it definitely finished with a bang, and it was, it was 
a great back half of the season, which I'm finding a lot more uh, in the Marvel TV you know universe that the first se- the first half of the season is usually like eh, and then the back half is like amazing. Um, it happened with Luke Cage. I thought Luke Cage the first half sucked, but uh, back half you know saved it. Same as uh, Punisher. Punisher first half was just kind of slow and kind of dragged on. Very good acting. But, you know, the back half is where all the action happened and stuff. But uh, <clears throat> there's definitely a turning point in this season of Jessica Jones uh, where something is revealed. I mean, I guess I'll just spoil it. I gave a warning uh, that this person who she has been hunting, this killer, is actually her mother. Um, and it introduces this crazy storyline about how, you know, she thought she was dead and... and you know, the tr- there's no trust, and she's killing people, the, you know, the mother is killing people, and there's this doctor involved and whatnot, and, you know, does Jessica stop her, or does she help her mom and whatnot, and it's a really interesting sort of, like, you know, w- will she or won't she do the right thing, or, you know, is she doing the right thing by helping her mother, or is she, you know, actually jeopardizing the lives of citizens and stuff like that by keeping her around, and, you know, it was, it was very interesting, um, that being said, the, the the person who played the mother, uh, whose name was uh, Janet McTeer, fan, uh, fantastic acting. Fantastic acting. She she did a really good job at, um, at portraying this sort of um, unhinged, kind of, uh, you know, unable to control her emotions, you know, character, which is, is definitely important into why Jessica wants to stop her. But she plays this this character who can't control her feelings and her anger very well. Um, she's also, the mother also has powers, spoilers. Um, and uh, it's it's interesting to see that, you know, Jessica kind of go down this road with her mom and, and, and discover, you know, who she might have been if, if her mom didn't apparently die. Um, and it, it was it was a good little storyline. Actress, actress Janet McTeer killed it. Kristen Ritter killed it. There's a there's an episode in which um, Jessica uh, accidentally kills somebody, and, and there's a a scene where she's at her at her home just un unhinged and like just breaking down and into this you know like. It's almost terror, you know. It's like her worst nightmare is coming true. She's becoming a murderer. Is how she feels. And Kilgrave comes back like a psychological Kilgrave. Interesting, interesting episode. That's probably one of my favorite, <clears throat> just because Kilgrave introduces this, this, you know, psychotic aspect to Jessica and and how she can't control him and you know how he's always going to be with her and and how he affected her life and it was just such an interesting episode um that being said moving on into a little bit deeper of the story um the side stories of this season were not so good um I didn't like it um there was a storyline involving um uh Jerry Hogarth which is you know the lawyer uh, played by Trinity herself, I, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, I think is her name. Um, it was uh, it was an interesting storyline as far as you know, the, seeing Carrie Ann Moss act her ass off, which was always you know fun. But uh, she's given she like diagnosed with ALS, and she like is supposed to take care of this character who ends up like screwing her over, and then that's about it. It just didn't feel a lot of the side stories didn't feel clear cut. And, you know, 
as 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 drawn out as 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 they should have been, and it was some of them had their merit, and, and I could see why they would put them in the show, uh, especially the um, the uh, kind of the addiction storylines uh, partaking to Trish, um, you know Hellcat uh, that character, but uh, it was it, they just didn't intrigue me enough to keep me going and wanting to learn more about what was happening besides Jessica's story. Um, I do love the character Malcolm, um, who is portrayed by, let me see if I can pull it up as quick as possible, uh, portrayed by Eka Darville. Sorry, I hope I didn't, you know, mess that up, but Eka Darville plays this character Malcolm, who is this, uh, ex-addict, um, character who helps out Jessica Jones on a lot of her cases and is actually like her employee. Uh, his storyline is very interesting, and I actually wish there was kind of more of him. Um, and I wish they he, they utilized this actor more. He was he was very good. But uh, other than that, um, I didn't I, I didn't feel the way I felt watching this season that I than I did you know watching the first season. Uh, David Tennant was missing. I mean, that the episode where David Tennant was back for a little bit was definitely it definitely helped and, and brought back kind of the uh, emotional you know stuff that you know you you were introduced to in the first season about you know rape and all that kind of stuff. And um, this was definitely more of a personal story for Jessica, and it was you know a little bit harder to get through. Um, but in the end, I found it very gratifying and, and a lot of fun. Uh, and you know getting into more and more Marvel stuff each year. Uh, I enjoy the change of pace for the TV universe. And I, I can't wait for Defenders to come back or hopefully come back. Daredevil to finish out his story in season three, hopefully. And I, I, I'm, I love the Marvel TV universe, um, you know, stuff. But uh, there there's definitely some, some, like, you know, some... Something missing as far as, at least for this season of Jessica Jones, story-wise, and them getting started up as quick as possible. They, they they definitely sort of drag on in the beginning, and that's just probably my biggest pet peeve, is just getting through that initial speed bump of the beginning of the story. Uh, but other than that, ratings, I would definitely give it like a, I don't know, like a 3.2 out of 5. 3.2 out of 5 sunspots. Um, you know, it was, it was good. Definitely worth the watch. You know, actually I'll raise it. I'll, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. That's the official rating from Justin of the Sunspot Scene podcast of, uh, Jessica Jones season two. Definitely go check it out. It's on Netflix. I reviewed a lot of Netflix stuff today, uh, which, you know, I, I, you know, I'm on Netflix constantly. That's, I fall asleep to Netflix stuff. So if you have a Netflix subscription, go check out these three things. Mute. Altered Carbon and Jessica Jones. If you haven't seen the first season of Jessica Jones, definitely check it out. It's amazing. Um, probably my second favorite. No, third favorite uh, of the Marvel Netflix universe TV stuff. First being Daredevil, second being Defenders, third being Jessica Jones. 
But uh, definitely go check out uh, Jessica Jones, Mutant Altered Carbon on Netflix now. Uh, I have been Justin Latori, Justin Jables Latori. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Sunspot Scene Podcast, episode 15. Um, and uh, I will definitely be coming back pretty soon. Uh, definitely going to be reviewing Avengers as soon as I possibly can. Uh, but, you know, be uh, on the lookout for more Sunspot Scene Podcast uh, content. So thank you for listening and scene. This episode of the Sunspot Scene podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology folklore like the Bigfoot. Each t-shirt is drawn and printed by owner and operator Julian Meyer. All you gotta do is download the Erasma app and follow Cryptid Zoo. Then you can point the camera of your phone at your t-shirt and it comes to life. For a limited time, use the code SUNSPOTSCOMICS on your order and you'll receive 30% off. CryptidZoo.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D Zoo. Test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. How's my mic sound? How's my mic? Check my mic. Check, check my mic. One, two, one, two, three.